Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, we want to be fed spiritually. Today, as your sheep, we come to you and ask you to feed us with the bread of life, with the word of God. We believe, Lord, your word is our spiritual food. And we can grow, we can be strong, we can be fruitful, victorious, and we can know you more. You know everything, and we want to learn from you everything, Lord. You say in the Bible, Lord, those who know their God shall be strong and do great exploit. We want to be strong people, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lately, God really spoke to me how important faith is. In fact, God began to show me that Everything we do in the Christian walk is about faith. We talk about tithing. It's faith. When you tithe, because you trust God, that God keep His promise in the book of Malachi. You come to church because you have faith in God. We worship God because we have faith in God. And when we have faith in Him, we trust Him and we allow Him to lead and guide us every single day. He's the best person in our life that can guide us in the right way, and he will never make any mistake. I'm glad that I become a neurosurgeon who knows God and know how to listen to the voice of God. He guided me in every single surgery. He tell me every single minute or single second what I should do in each surgery and even make decision of diagnosis and what type of surgery, what I can do. He make the way for me he guides me and He shows me what to do. It's wonderful that I don't need to depend on my little brain, very limited intellect and limited understanding and knowledge inside me. I can have the Almighty God, the great God who knows everything about everything well and know the best way to do everything the best we can. That's why it's wonderful to be trained how to be led by the Spirit of God. The camp this year, we're going to talk about, continue to talk about being led by the Spirit of God because it's a big subject. And I would like to encourage all of you to go back and listen to the previous sermons because every sermon that you listen will give you more revelation and understanding how to be led by the Spirit of God. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 14 the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Can sons and daughters of God be led by the Spirit of God? Yes. We actually should live a lifestyle of Spirit-led living. We should be led by the Spirit all the time. He can lead us, guide us, direct us. In fact, when you read the book of Acts, the book of Acts contains 
the acts of the Holy Spirit, not the acts of the apostle. The apostle, the evangelist, the disciple in the early church were led by the Spirit. Therefore, it's the book of Acts of the Spirit. In that book, you can read and find out that the early church disciple and servant of God in that generation were led by God in everything they do. They were led by God in every dealings of their life, night and day. Sometimes the Holy Spirit told them to do this. Sometimes the Holy Spirit said, no, don't do that. I will not permit you to go to that city. The Holy Spirit will guide them. The early church disciples knew the Holy Spirit very well. They knew that the Holy Spirit was so real to them. The Holy Spirit was so real to them. To the point that they can say like this in Acts chapter 15, verse 28. We're going to preach about this in detail later on. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. They say, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. They come in agreement with the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit. They knew what the Holy Spirit say. They knew what the Holy Spirit guides them. So we should be the same way. We should know how to be guided by the Holy Spirit. We should be able to say, yes, what I'm doing here, it seems good to him. He agrees with me and I agree with him. The Holy Spirit should be as real to us as the early church disciple. And if the Holy Spirit was real to them, he should be real to us as well. I would like to train all of you to be led by the Spirit and to have that intimacy and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Thank God that we don't have to run our own life by our own limited ability and understanding. We have the God who created the heavens and the earth, who know all the details of life, living on the inside of us here. And He is with us and in us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. The Almighty God, His name is the Holy Spirit, is living on the inside of us. When Jesus told the disciple, Hey guy, I'm leaving. Wow, all the disciples were shocked and were very sorrowful. They did not want to lose Jesus. They thought that to walk with Jesus, to hang around with Jesus, was the best thing in the world. They saw miracles and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, the powerful anointed teaching from Jesus. And they say, no, 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 you should not go. In John chapter 16, verse 7, But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Helper or the Comforter or the Counselor, to you. In John chapter 14, 16 to 18, And I will pray the Father. He will give you another. Everyone say another. The word another means one of the same kind. He said, I will give you another helper, another counselor. The Greek word for helper is paraclete, paraclete. The one who stands by your side, para means by side. The one who is close to you, stand by your side to give you counseling, to give you direction, 
to give you help, to be with you all the time. Jesus was the first helper to the disciple, but he was leaving, and he said that after I leave, it is more better to you. It's more beneficial to you. It's more advantage to you that I am leaving because I'm gonna send another one, the helper of the same kind, to be in you. The Lord Jesus Christ cannot be everywhere at the same time. He cannot be in Jerusalem and in Seattle at the same time. But the Holy Spirit can be in everybody at the same time, everywhere, 24 hours a day, even 3 a.m. You can wake up and talk to the Holy Spirit. Is it wonderful that we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him? But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. Everyone point to yourself. He is in me. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. You say, we need help from the Holy Spirit. Everyone tell your neighbor, you need help. Turn to your neighbor. You need help. How many people agree that you need help? Okay. Now you turn to your neighbor, you say, I have the helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Are you glad that you have the helper 24 hours a day? Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot do anything the way God wants you to do. You cannot say or do anything the right way, the perfect way that you should say and you do. In the care group last Friday, somebody asked me, how can you do all these things, become a doctor and pastor and everything? You travel, preach and all these things. I said that I have two secrets. Number one, I keep my heart right that I do everything for God, not for myself. I need to keep my heart pure. Number two, every time I step in to do something, the Holy Spirit comes on me. And He begins to work through me. I don't do it myself. I have the helper who helped me to preach, who helped me to say things, who showed me what is in the Bible, who teach me how to say to my patient, what to do in each situation. He helps me in everything. I don't do it myself. I cannot do it myself. I need the Holy Spirit to do the right thing. Amen? But the fact is, many Christians have the help of the Holy Spirit more than other Christians. For some Christians... The Holy Spirit continuously helped them, even in small things, finding the parking spot or buying something at the shopping mall. The Holy Spirit helped them all the time, continuously, the big thing and the small thing. But for some Christians, the Holy Spirit helped them very little. Or some of them never even be helped by the Holy Spirit. Is he a respecter of person? Is he... Practicing prejudice or he takes side with some color, skin color or some rich people. No. God is not a respecter of persons. He loves everyone the same. But why somebody do not have the help of the Holy Spirit? Because they never learn how to look to him, how to really hook up to him, Yield to Him, listen to Him, and follow Him. They run their own life. They have their own plans. They make their own decision. 
and they do everything their own way. They just totally ignore the Holy Spirit, even though they are believers. And that's why they waste money, they waste time, they get into trouble because of their limited understanding and knowledge and little brain that they try to run their own life. Thank God, after we become a Christian, we have the counselor who helps us all the time. I heard a person say like this to me, I have done everything I can. I know, I can Google, I can research, I have done everything I can, but I still fail. Now I'm going to need to pray. Do you think that comment is right? No. Many people try to run their own life until they get into trouble, then they begin to talk to God. And that is not the right way. We should be on the opposite way. Everything we do, from the first minute, we check in with the Holy Spirit. We listen to Him. We hook up to Him and learn from Him and let Him guide us in every single step from the first minute when we step in to do it. We pray first, not we try first. Everyone say, I pray first. I listen to Him first. Not to try your own way first. You listen to Him first. And if you can do that, you're going to save a lot of wasted energy, wasted money, power, and effort, and time in your life. You will not waste a lot of time because you can do the right thing at the right time, in the right way, at the beginning, without wasting your money and time. Amen? As believers, we should be trained to be led by the Spirit. In our church, I want to encourage you to be the Christian who are not led by hate. We are not hate-led. We are not emotion-led. We are not feeling-led. We are not circumstance-led. We are not situation-led. And not only that, we are not tears-led. Somebody may come to you and say, I need $100,000 from you. I cry right now. And you look at that. The tear leads you to sign a check, $100,000. And they try to cheat you. No, we are not need-led. We are not tears-led or cry-led or anybody manipulation-led. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. Not even crisis-led. Don't let the crisis lead you. We need to be led by the Spirit and we will not make any mistake. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 say, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The Bible used the word the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is a divine person. He is not an impersonal entity or object. He is not a chair. The Lord Jesus did not call the Holy Spirit it. The Lord Jesus used the personal masculine pronoun. He, him, his. The whole time in the book of John, chapter 14, 15, and 16, seven times he referred to the Holy Spirit, him, his, and her. The Holy Spirit is a person. We cannot fellowship with a piano. We cannot fellowship with a car. Yes, you may feel born with your car. 
because you drive it every day. You, you like your car, you like your house, you feel bonded with your house, but you cannot fellowship with your house. You only fellowship with a person. God is a person. God can be grieved. God can be sad. God can be offended. He can get angry. I don't want God to get angry with me. He can rejoice. God can sing. One of these days, we're going to be in heaven, in the glory forever. And it will be so wonderful to see the Father and the Son singing on the throne, and we sing along with Him. God can sing. He can rejoice. The Bible says God laughs on the throne. Why He laughs? Because He has so much faith. I'm preparing the sermon series called The Joy of Faith right now. It's so fun. That when you have more faith, you laugh more, you smile more. Our God is a God of joy, a God of love, because He has so much faith in Him, unlimited faith. He is a knowable person. He can hear you talk. He knows your heart. You can offend Him or you can please Him. He can respond to you. You can quench Him. You can make Him unhappy or happy. Jesus is a knowable person. God the Father is a person as well. And God the Holy Spirit also is a person. And because He is the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit today. Because the Holy Spirit is the Almighty God and He is a divine person. In order to be led by Him, we need to do three things, three attitudes we need to have. Number one, we need to respect Him. Everyone say respect. Or the high word called reverence. Reverence means the fear, the reverent fear, the respect and fear and honor God. We need to f- have the reverence fear toward God because He's bigger than us. He is our creator. A lot of time in our Western society like this, we take it for granted with God. And we are not trained to respect anymore. You walk in and see the parents of your friend, maybe his name is Jim Anderson. And you walk in as a kid, you see the parents of your friend, Hi Jim! You don't respect to call Mr. Anderson, Uncle Anderson. We are in a society that is losing respect right now. I'm not coming to church and sit like this on Sunday. Because I respect him. If the president show up here, you will not sit like this. You respect God. You respect him because he is the almighty God. We need to respect the presence of God. We need to recognize his presence. If we don't recognize that he is there with us, we will not talk to him. We need to respect. We need to recognize. And number three, we need to respond to his guidance. Amen? We should recognize, know him, how he talked to us. We're going to talk in detail in this teaching series, maybe altogether 30 sessions, 30 teaching in this series, because I go slowly. I try to educate you how to be led by the Spirit of God. We should recognize how he talked to us, how he prompts us or deal with us. Are you desire to be close to God? How many people have a desire to be close to God? I have a desire to know God very well. The person in this world as a human being that I know very well and very close to is Pastor Da, my wife. I like when the Bible compares us to the bride and he is the groom. So the comparison like this, the symbolism of the bride and the groom means we need to be so one together with God. 
We know God very well. We have deep relationship. When Pastor Da make her face something, I know right away. Ha ha ha! I need to stop. She is not happy. I need to learn what she likes, what she doesn't like. I'm kind of you know doctor kind man. I like to answer email and help people. I answer email very quickly. And many years ago, some people emailed me from foreign country or from this church, and all of them are women. And I reply, keep replying, and eventually, Pastor Dan look at the email and say, "What is going on here? Did you reply all these women?" I say, "Oh, I'm a pastor. I have to be nice to people." She said, "No. From now on, let them email me. All these women, you answer only mail." I say, "Yes. I'm not going to reply the email of a woman unless it's a business or ministry." I'm talking about people just randomly email me. So I learned that my wife doesn't like that. Then I stopped doing it. Period. From then, <laughs> you need to know what God likes and what God doesn't like either. You need to be close to Him. I'm trying to teach the husband in this room. <laughs> amen. How oh, the woman agree with me? Amen. Oh, very loud. I'm amen. Hallelujah. God is committed Himself to manifest Himself to you. He said, "Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you." You need to do your part. Is that you want to be close to Him? You want to know Him more. You want to really listen to Him. When you make the decision, He said, "I draw near to you." He make priority to make you know Him, and to manifest or show Himself up to Him. He will talk to you. He will show Himself up and reveal Himself to you. If you ignore Him. And you don't respond to him. You totally say, "I don't care." Your spiritual life will get duller and duller and duller, and you will never hear God's voice. But if you develop the relationship with God, you talk to Him. You have the heart of hunger and thirsty after the things of God. You always consult with Him, respect Him, respond to Him, aware of His presence. Your spiritual life will be. More sharp and sharp, and be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Many Christians on this earth are so dull to the things of God; they don't even hear God's voice. They don't even know what God is talking to them. I taught a group of people a few, I think, a week ago, something that like this. I say, you practice how to listen to God in a few ways. Number one, when you read the Bible. Number two, when you worship. With the brother and sister, the presence of God show up. You begin to listen. Number three, when you get touched by the fire, when I lay hand on you, the Holy Spirit come. You listen to God. And number four, by talking to God and worshiping God all the time, you talk to God all the time. You learn that you develop the sensitivity instead of being so dull toward the Lord. Everyone want to be sensitive to God. Anyone want to be sensitive to God? I want to be sensitive to God. I want to hear the voice of God, and He leads me all the time. I have so many testimony of how God leads me in surgery. Amen. So God is wonderful, and if you haven't done that, you have been dull to God. It's not the end of the world. You can start today. To develop the sensitivity to God after you listen to this series of teaching. Now, I would like to talk about respecting the Holy Spirit. The first one, Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty. 
and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is a person. Can he be grieved? Can he be grieved? Can you do something that makes him sad? Yes. I remember one time, an evangelist from another country touched me. And I was crying on the couch for 20 minutes, crying like a baby. I mean, all the people there are lawyers. I'm the only doctor. I feel so ashamed, so embarrassed that this neurosurgeon was crying and crying. And I asked God why I was crying like this. Why I was crying like a baby like this. I could not stop. And the Lord told me, this cry is prophetic. Is that I am so sad about the sin and the idol worshipping in Thailand. Go back to Thailand and preach the gospel to them. They were away from me and I let you cry to know that I'm so grieved by their sin in Thailand. At that time I understand, wow, when God was grieved with the sin of people, how he felt because in me at that moment, you feel the grief of God on the inside of you. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Do not quench the spirit. We need to respect the Holy Spirit. When we don't respect him, we grieve him. When we don't respect him, we will quench him. The word quench means smother, means throwing a blanket on the fire and stop the fire. Can Christian quench the Holy Spirit? Yes. He says something and you just ignore. You just put it down and you go on with your own life, your own decision. In fact, we should allow him to talk to us. And when he talks to us, we should respond right away. We are in the New Testament generation. We are in the New Testament generation. Now, all of us who are born again have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. All of us can hear the Holy Spirit ourselves. Amen? Now, you may say, but when I look at the Old Testament, it's different. Look at the man named Gideon. Gideon was not in the New Testament. He was in the Old Testament time. In that dispensation, the Holy Spirit was on a few people in the society. Not even in. He is on, not in. That's why when people want to hear the word of God, they have to run to the prophet who has the Spirit on them to prophesy. They have to run to people who can listen to God because they did not have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Even though God selected Gideon to be the leader of the Israelites, but look at what happened. He did not have the Holy Spirit on the inside. He has to use sign. Judges chapter 6, 36 to 40. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, I will place a wolf fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. Gideon was not sure that this is from God. So he said, I need a sign. And that is what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me. <laughs> Let me make just one more request. Allow me 
one more test with the fleece. This time, make the fleece dry and the ground covered with dew. Opposite now. That night, God did so. Only the fleece was dry and all the ground was covered with dew. So you can see here the Old Testament time, they need some kind of sign from God because they did not have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. Now, in the church dispensation, we should not pray this way. Well, Lord, if you want me to do this, you need to do something to show me that you want me to do. Why don't you let four red trucks pass my house, one right after another? If four red trucks went through my house, not, not through, went by my house, not went through your house. <laughs> Wonder why the truck went through my house. Okay, went by my house. Then I know that you call me. I have heard some believer in Seattle say like this. Oh, you know, God told me something because that day I was driving and I asked God whether I should go on, I should go home, or go on. And then I saw the license plate. Nine, nine. And oh, nine, I mean, no. I need to go home. That is not God at all. Don't use license plate. Don't wait for your dog to bark before you follow God. Okay? Don't wait for your golden fish to talk before you follow God. Don't wait for the burning bush experience. You know why I, I warned you this? Don't even wait for the audible voice. Don't wait for the dreams and the vision to happen before or five people to prophesy on you because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and He can talk to you anytime. If you depend on the sign or the outward signs, or we call spectacular sign. You can be in trouble because the devil is very smart and know how to deal with you. He can come up with a sign. The devil is very expert in making sign to pull people out of the will of God. He can change the nature. He can do anything. I myself don't depend on sign, the physical sign. I depend on the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I can hear him. I can listen to him. May not be audible voice, but he can talk to me. I remember when I started to move in the fire in this church many years ago, the devil started to attack the church at the same time. And somebody come up and say, I'm a prophet. She's a brand new believer. And she say, I'm a prophet. And she come to me, pastor, you need to move to Japan. God wants you to sell all your house and quit your job and go to Japan. I look at her. If that is the truth, the Holy Spirit will speak to me. I'm not going to follow your prophecy. I'm sorry. I'm not led by prophecy. I'm led by the Spirit. The prophecy is just to confirm. Because the prophecy can be wrong because that person may not eat good food last night and have some diarrhea and next morning have all this voice. Sorry. I'm not going to be led by the word of prophecy. I'm led by the Spirit of God because that's what the Bible says. As son and daughter of God, we are led by the Spirit. Psalm chapter 32, verse 9. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and brittle, or they will not come to you. The Bible says, don't be like a horse. When you want to move a horse, you have to put a bit on the mouth and force the horse to go. Some Christians are like that. 
God, I would do what you say if I see a burning bush. If I have full prophecy, if I have a dream, I would do it. I need a sign. And if you are like that, you are like a horse that is very hard for God to work with you. I want to be a Christian that God can easily work with me. I can hear just a still small voice. Turn right, I turn right. Don't cut there. Put the screw here. Move. You're wrong. When God says put the screw here, okay, I do it. I follow God when I put the screw in the back of people. God say, don't operate on that one. Operate on this one that I shared last Sunday. I obey God. I want to be easy to work with. I don't want to be like a horse or a mule. That God just tried to push me to do something and I just keep denying and rejecting God. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you should not be like a horse or like a mule. You should be easy to work with. Brother and sister, don't depend on goosebumps. Don't depend on hot flash, cold flash, audible voice, dream, vision, prophecy. We have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you directly. Amen? Because prophecy can be false one. When we say, don't quench the Holy Spirit, this is a words that a lot of people like to quote, especially microphone grabber or people who want to interrupt the meeting. I'm preaching and somebody come, hey, I have something to say right now, prophecy, send me the microphone. And if I say no, I will not give you the microphone, that person will quote, you quench the Holy Spirit. But they forget that they are quenching the Holy Spirit in me too. Because I have the Holy Spirit too and everyone has the Holy Spirit. So we all can judge what's going on. The Bible says clearly that when somebody prophesies, when somebody speaks in tongues and have interpretation, we must judge. We must judge. In 1 Corinthians 14, 29, let two or three prophets speak and let the other judge. We don't judge people. We judge the word of prophecy. Why God say we have to judge the word of prophecy? By the word and by the character of that word, and by the witness of the Holy Spirit. If it's from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you will know that it's right or not. We need to judge every word of prophecy. If you want to prophesy, you can make mistake. That's okay. You make mistake, you get up and go on again. Some prophecy are from men, not from God. If you make a prophecy, you prophesy and mess up people's life, you need to say sorry. And the pastor may correct you. If I prophesy wrong, correct me. Come to me. I am open to be corrected by you. And if you prophesy wrong, I can correct you too. Because we have to judge the prophecy. Why God say judge the prophecy? Because the Holy Spirit is perfect, but we are not perfect. Maybe one-third of the first part of prophecy is from God. The second part is God and you. And the third part is all you. But all cover under the sentence, thus say the Lord. In fact, the first one-third should be, thus say the Lord. The second one-third should be, thus say the Lord and I. And the third one, the third one of the one-third should be, thus say I. 
not the Lord. We all can mix human with God. That's why we need to judge the prophecy. I remember I was watching a YouTube video in a revival service somewhere in the eastern part of America, and one woman come up and grab the microphone, and her head shake like this, shake, 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 and then she prophesies everything she say is not in the Bible. And I look at that YouTube and I say, this is not from God. This is from demons. Because the body language is not God. She shake her head like this. I cannot do it myself. It has to be spirit. Some evil spirit that shake her head so fast like that. And prophesy something not even in the Bible. That's why as Christians we need to be taught to be led by the spirit. To discern. To judge what people say. Not judge them. Judge what they say, whether it's right or not. It's going to save your life, save your headache, save a lot of things in your life because you are led by the Spirit of God. If you make mistakes in prophecy, don't quit. Come and say sorry to the church, say sorry to the pastor, and you can prophesize again. Everyone make mistake. I make mistake when I first learn how to ride the bicycle. I fall down and get up. You make mistake when you cook first time. We all make mistake. I make a lot of mistake when I started this church. I make so many mistakes, but did I give up? No, I continue to be a pastor. I learn. I stop doing wrong thing and learn. And we all still growing and learning together. But we need to be corrected if we do wrong. Amen. We need to be led by the Spirit and don't feel offended if somebody correct you about your wrong prophecy. Just say thank you so much. Sorry, I make mistake. I will do better next time. I will be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If I miss it, I will get up and do again and learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's continue next time together. Learn how to be led by the Spirit. I have a lot of things to teach you about respecting the Holy Spirit. Maybe two more Sundays to learn how to be led by the Spirit. Everyone say the Spirit, the Spirit. is a person. He can be grieved. He can be quenched. Who promised God that I will not quench the Holy Spirit? How many people say from now on I will be led by the Spirit? How many people say I will be led by the horse or the dog? Raise your hand up. How many people say I will be led by the license plate number? Raise your hand up. We are not led by the license plate. We are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. What I teach is, what I taught is it biblical? Is in the Bible? God say, led by the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for teaching your people, Lord. We want to follow your scripture. We want to be Spirit-led people, Spirit-filled believers. We don't want to be stubborn like a horse. Like a mule, we want to be followers of the helper, the comforter, the counselor, who lives on the inside of us 24 hours a day. Lord, help all of us to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our spirit. Teach us, Lord. Guide us. Remind us when we start to. Not show respect to you. Not recognize you. Not respond to you. 
Help us to be Christians who respect the presence of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of God on the inside of us. Help us, Lord, not to quench or to grieve the Spirit of God. Thank you, Father. We humble ourselves. We want you to teach us. We don't want to be stubborn. We want to follow the way of the Bible, Lord, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you don't know Jesus, I would like to encourage you to come to know Him. To follow him, I have been a Christian for 36 years now. I came out from Buddhism. When I was in Buddhism, I experienced a lot of power from demons and from other gods. I know the spiritual world is real because I grew up that way in Thailand. But now, I know there is the living God who is holy. Righteous, loving, and kind. I would like to encourage you. You have to choose the two worlds, the spiritual worlds, the world of light and God, and the worlds of darkness and Satan. I choose the world of God. I want to follow Jesus, the light of the world. Whether you see it or not. There are spiritual worlds out there. That's why there are wicked people, bad people out there, who follow Satan and kill and destroy. But we have God to love and give and bless people. I make a choice to follow God. Many years ago, I would like to encourage you to follow Him, repent of your sin, and He promised you when you follow Him, He will give you life and give it more abundantly. And He promised you eternal life in heaven as well. So many people have gone to heaven and come back and share that heaven is real. I would like to encourage you: if you don't know Jesus, please give your life to Jesus. I'm going to lead you to prayer to give your life to Jesus. How many people want to go to heaven? How many people want to choose light, not darkness? Pray with me, Father in heaven. Today, I make a decision to follow you. Choose the light, not darkness. Receive me, Lord, into your home, into your kingdom. You are the loving God. You are the holy God. I was created by you. I did not come from monkey. Lord, thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ to die for me, pay for my sins. I repent of my sin. I want to follow you. Please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. By your blood, Jesus, Lord Jesus, the Son of the Living God, 
please come into my life to be my God and my Savior right now. From today on, teach me, show me your way, give me, Lord, experiences of your love and your power. I want to know you more. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Congratulations, those who accept Jesus. Why don't we give hand to those who receive Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.